A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. Welcome to Smith & Stiff, a podcast where we talk about things on that side of things. <laughs> I, I, instead of instead of using a chemical spray or something like that, I, I noticed that um, I've got I have been in the past quite into predatory plants. You know, um, what like a flytrap? Yeah, yeah. You know, carnivorous plants. Yeah. So, uh, so penis flytrap, and there's another one that looks a bit like a, <laughs> no, a penis flytrap. Is one of those loose seats that won't stay up. <laughs> oh gosh, they are. They just yeah. you think it's staying up. It's, it, the ones that definitely won't stay up. That's one thing. It's the ones that you oh, think are staying up, and then you're just in the middle of business, and it drops. And they do the slow close, catches slow you on close. the bell, and causes yeah. all manner of collateral damage as well. <laughs> That's a penis flytrap. We've got one of them. Have you? Yes, you have actually. Yeah. Your downstairs loo is a right old penis flytrap. Oh, I remember. It's now. a terrible. P- oh, it's both of them. They're awful. They're awful. Both our toilets. Um, I'm so close to destroying them. <laughs> I'm saying this just because it's a very. <laughs> I I feel that would be the very definition of cutting off your nose to spite your face if you destroyed your own loo. But I think yeah, I draw the line at garden poos. I don't think that's a cool thing to no. do. Just a garden poo. There is a massive fly that's coming around. You know, like um, like a Hercules plane. Yeah, they carry loads of stuff. They're massive, but they're not quick or agile. There's a fly that's just like that that's just cruising around this room. Oh, I know. So that I thought I'll reference it. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to get, and I don't know the name of the plant, but it's it's not the Venus flytrap. It looks a bit like a baboon's bumhole. Um, uh, <laughs> they're, they're these, they're these, these, <laughs> they're these flowers which. They they're like a, a a conical tube with a red rim, so they do look oh, like unfortunate, like a sphincter. They're a bit and they appear like, to be they? yes, and they're full of what appears to be very runny honey. But of course, so the fly goes, oh, there's a red rim that looks interesting. Mm. I'm going to go in, mm. and it must give off a smell. And then they climb in, and they just they just it's like us drowning in a vat full of rich energy. Ooh, I don't know. We we. We, we need a sugar rush. We can smell the horrible smell. We think, oh, well, I'll go and have a look. And all <laughs> around the ridge of, all around the ridge of, uh, maybe uh, it's a swimming pool. It looks like a swimming pool. It looks like a swimming pool. But all but around the, see, I don't. All around the edge is like water. glamorous bikini girls and oh, like okay. music. There's a right, DJ right. spinning his platters right. or just pressing spacebar on his laptop. Yeah, is it and, pitbull? Uh, no, it's not pitbull. Good. He couldn't okay, DJ just to save his life. Can you imagine? He'd just trip over all the cables and just pull stuff out and then shout a lot. Pitbull, I don't, I, I really don't understand. We've, we've done this before. I know, but I sent you that, that clip from Limmy the, the other day, didn't I? Which is where he just nails Pitbull when he goes, what's he doing jumping about in a suit like he's just come from work? He's 40. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's the problem with Pitbull. Well, the twin problem. He is one of those people, he's left a job that he... He's left for the night a job that he despises. He's still got his sort of silky finish suit on. And he's just, he's dropped a, a bit of a drug on the way home. And he thought, I'm just going to come up just as I like meet oh, the lads. Do you think? Oh, yeah. And then he just, then he whirlwinds his way in like a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> Is he a car salesman? He's got that kind of shit suit, hasn't he? Yeah. 
Do you think? Yeah, he's, he has. He's like, he spends the day. He has sort of unenthusiastically trying to persuade people to chucky up for an Audi, and then. Oh, he, he vacuums little... parcel shelves more than most of the afternoon. Because, you know, you can't get all those little straggles of... I have, like, little needles from the tree and little bits of straw and things and sand. I can't get stuff off parcel shelves. I don't know why. They why, just seems to stay though, in. do don't... car companies make parcel shelves and boot carpets and sometimes floor carpets out of essentially sort of one half of massive Velcro? So yeah, is this really is, isn't it? the best thing to make stuff out of that is going to get bits on it? Yeah. Straight black car carpet, I've realised, is the worst idea. Well, you wouldn't have it in your because house, it, would you? Because it's, well, it's sort of rough and horrid. It's like it's sort of made out of pubes, isn't it? It's just terrible stuff, usually, particularly in it's, <laughs> Yes, it's made out of my beard. Um, very <laughs> wiry. But, but I just think it's really difficult to just vacuum stuff out of a mask. Dirt. Masking dirt. Hello. Welcome to Masking Dirt. This week, I sat on this cream dining chair when I wasn't wearing any underpants, and my goodness, it's made a mess. So, let's see how we're going to mask dirt. I've decided to go for a cushion approach. Just pop the cushion there, make it look like it was always meant to be there. Don't move it! You're going to see something you won't like. Next week... White fella and <laughs> yes, very, <I>. very <laughs> leaky, freshly dyed jeans. <laughs> well, I got this Bic Biro out of my pocket and wouldn't you know, it had snapped in two and was leaking everywhere. Blue ink all over the place. But unfortunately, I was at Simon Cowell's house at the time and everything he owns is white. So how are we going to deal with this one? Well, I've brought a <laughs> Simon Cowell will. He'll totally have white everything. Oh, everything. He? Everything. I'm sure of it. Um, I don't know who'd present masking dirt, but Calspec, not not George Clark. Or maybe it would be George, George, George Clark's embarrassing stains. <laughs> All right. Now, the last time that I came to see you, uh, you had drunk far too much red wine and then puked on this white leather sofa, leaving quite a mark. How have you dealt with it? Oh, I see. You've put a sort of rug over it, so it looks like it's always meant to be there. That's very nice. In a jaunty angle. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> you've yeah. Put, you've you've found a jaunty done. paisley throw and you've put that over there. Well done. Uh, <laughs> what <laughs> Suddenly became Irish at the end. Yeah, I know. Sorry, that was a bit accent drift. Um, George Clark's chunder avoidance. <laughs> <laughs> He's got. I saw another show of his trail the other day, and it wasn't Amazing Spaces. It was something else, Incredible Restorations or something. And I, I just. Oh, was it? I think so. It's called something like that. Yeah. Um, George Clark's heavily patterned shirt, and obviously drives an Aston Martin. Does he? Do you think? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Does he have an Aston Martin? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What sort? Uh, well, I mean, I haven't spoken to him for about five years, four years, but um, it was a... Was it a DB9? I think it was a DB9. But it <laughs> well, does, I think it, do, it does walk hand in hand with the heavily patterned shirt, I feel. Hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Men of a certain age, just, yeah, the heavily patterned shirts. Sort of, it's... it's it's George a, Clark's heavily patterned places. Yeah. <laughs> George Clark's headache-inducing spaces. Oh, this is all very patterned in here, isn't it? Oh, I'm glad I haven't got a hangover today. Um, I yeah, I uh, George Clark's idiotic ideas 
in which uh, he he just visits people who've bitten off did more say, than they can chew. Do you say George Clark's idiotic ideas? Yeah. That's just brilliant. Yeah. That. Now, you bought this old barn on eBay after you'd been drinking heavily. How much regret do you <laughs> feel now? Oh, OK, good, right. Yeah, you set out to spend, uh, I think, 140000 and and I, it appears that yesterday you've burnt it down. Is this true? <laughs> That's right, George, because uh, we sort of came to our wits' end with it, and my wife hates me, and uh, to be honest, I just want to go on holiday to the Caribbean and, and drive my Jag XK, so I burnt the whole place down. Is that all right? <laughs> Sorry, George, George told Clark's you. insurance jobs. Now this week we're with Steve. Steve's got a news agent. It's actually been losing money for about five years on the trot now, but thanks to some cash in hand fiddling, it makes it look like it's a reasonably successful business. But his wife is about to find out otherwise. So he's going to torch the whole fucking lot. <laughs> what? And I'm going to help him. I've drawn. I've drawn a storyboard for you. Here yeah. This is the life of your shot. He did really well about seventeen years ago, but it's all gone downhill since then. So, and um, uh, if I turn the page there, you can see here's here's what I plan to do. We're gonna we're gonna remove the gable wall using a huge amount of fertilizer, which I'm gonna pack into a hairspray can and light. And that's going to remove that wall very quickly. You'll be surprised how quickly it removes that wall. In fact. I see that you're hoping to make the electrical system look like the source of the fire. You do know the (laughs) fire brigade will check for that. It's a common mistake that amateur arsonists make. Here, let me help you. George Clark's amateur arsonist. Amateur. (laughs) GCAA. (laughs) Join me again next week when I'll be helping a couple of teenagers burn down an abandoned bus depot. Um, Yeah, I could see it now. But still really breathy and enthusiastic and actually quite sort of trustworthy voice yeah. but yet doing criminal activity yeah 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 his, his, that would be um, brilliant his closing piece to camera he's standing in front of a burning building just going ah oh. takes your breath away doesn't it it'd be like um sort of taking cars with James May you can imagine him. <laughs> he's a you just can't imagine James doing the whole like criminal thing it'd be like imagine Gone in 60 Seconds without Nicolas Cage but, it, but with James May instead <laughs> quite like I that. think he'd be too methodical and keep getting arrested for it though but also very mechanically sympathetic which is what I would be like look True. I'm not happy about the fact we've got to take the car but we do have to take the car but let's not damage any of the locks because they're just a real nightmare to get new barrels for and all the serial numbers. So <laughs> don't do that. Um, just use very soft straps on cherry pickers and it would just be a very slow, yeah, very, methodical very, removal of yeah. cars, wouldn't it? Um, speaking of locks, I know this is a complete diversion, but do you ever spot a detail on cars and then you sort of become slightly mesmerised by it. You spot some little thing and you kind of go, oh, hadn't noticed that before. And what I've spotted on the latest shape, Ford's Transit, is that the driver's door lock doesn't have a lock on the passenger side for security reasons, I guess. But on the driver's side, there's a big lock on the door panel. And it's got this lovely little chrome ring around it. Ah, And I spotted yes. it and I thought, oh, is that like to show that it's a posh transit? But no, I, now I can't stop looking at transits to see if they've all got it. And as far as I can work out, they do. And it's a really sort of like, you know, expensive looking feature. And I was sort of like, why have they done that? 
feels like they didn't need I, to. I like it. It's they're, quite they're classic. They're like under the radar signed off design features, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I remember, weirdly, I was on a, a, a car launch. I was on that Ford Mondeo launch, I think, in Sardinia, where you you railed a, a Mondeo <laughs> across don't know what, the arm. don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what you're talking about, Rich. And, uh, um, wasn't there, mate. No, wasn't there. it must have been someone else. Johnny Smith's. I'm going to adopt name. the shaggy, the shaggy attitude. <laughs> what, it wasn't me. Blatantly the deny things told, that are demonstrably your fault. Yeah. She um, even saw you in the shower. No, it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. So Try that with the police, Shaggy. Yeah. Try that. You don't so hear much from Shaggy anymore, CCTV. though, do you? Um, <laughs> uh, you on CCTV trying to steal this Range Rover Sport. No, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't me. me. No, clearly it is. Look at it. Here, Here's the footage. It's you. As you put the rear quarter light in to open the door, you shouted, it's me, multi-platinum selling artist Shaggy. So we're going to say it is you, Shaggy. No, it wasn't me. That wasn't me. You were actually singing that song, your song, as you were doing it. No, nope, still wasn't me. Wasn't it? Wasn't me. Um, no. It's great. Politicians love that that song. Yeah, they're well, they're well into it. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, and I was on that Ford launch, and I was in a, a Torneo, being I think driven back to the airport with the then boss of Ford Britain or Europe or something, talking about this exact thing, where he was saying like little chrome rings around like interior buttons and stuff like that it's always in a company like Ford where they're very cost conscious there's always like this massive debate because it's like how do you put a value on something looking a bit nicer and therefore the customer enjoying it more because it's like a little chrome ring around something won't be the deal breaker that makes someone buy a car but it is sort of setting a vibe which says we've put effort and money into this car so it is worth you buying it it's a bit like a coffee shop, which does sell pretty good coffee, but also has a surprisingly good quality toilet. Yes. Because you don't expect nice. them to put the cash into the lav, do you? Yeah. Cash in the lav. It's like cash, cash in, in the, the lav. attic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a completely different uh, idea, really. Uh, but, yeah, cash... So so I, I like that. I like going in there. And you go, oh, there's some interesting art on the wall, and that maybe the... Um, Maybe the sinks, are, uh, the wash basins, a different type of style, and it's mm. fundamentally clean. That's your little surprise there, and you go, Do you know what? I'm, I like this place. There's some attention to detail, and I suppose it's the attention to detail that could keep bringing you back to it, couldn't it? Exactly. It just creates a good feeling. You in. Yeah. Where should we go for a coffee? I tell you what. Should we just? It's a bit further away. Should we go to Good Shitter? Because um, they've got a really nice loo out the back. So. Uh, yeah, and no one ever goes there yeah, because yeah, yeah. the because apparently the name's off putting, but I, I can't see it myself. No, is it G- Gun- Gunter? Gun- Gunter Shitter. Gunter Shitter. <laughs> Gunter Shitter does sound like it could be a name. It's like, yeah, you know, he's the unsung hero of the Porsche 917 project, actually. Gunter Shitter. Oh, very much. Yeah, so. He only Gunter died a couple Schitter. of years ago, yeah. Yeah, he great did. guy. Yeah. Um, Anyway, He's the so one that got the nine, the nine two four. Um, what was that special edition? Was it the Le Mans? What was the yeah. expensive nine two four? Was it the Le Mans? Well, the Carrera GT was the really sort of special one, I suppose. The nerdy one. Yes. Yeah, he got he got that over the line as as, as driven by Derek Bellend and um, others. <laughs> That's true, Derek End. Derek End. No, no disrespect to legendary driver Derek Bell, who is uh, by all accounts an absolutely top chap, but I just can't. 
He's I, an I awesome, can't well, see his name written down without mentally putting end after it just for my own childish amusement. The story, good story about Derek End is the <laughs> caravan that we stayed at in Chichester the other week, my friend uh, Lewis and Vicky's. Hmm. Lewis sold Derek End a mower. Ah. And uh, and continues, I think, to to service it because Derek's big, big on his full service history mowers. <laughs> yeah. <it seems. laughs> you've, got to, yeah. you've got to keep the book stamped up, otherwise you, you're wiping oh. money off your mower. Um, I thought Completely. it was Eric Bell lived in Florida. Eric Bell. Eric you just Bell. Called I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's got two. He's got two heises. He spends a lot of time ah, in the states. Yes, but he also lives off of Chichester area, uh, in, which is why he's always at Goodwood early because he, he oh. doesn't have to drive very far. Possibly jog. I was going to say, he just, a, he just, there's, there's actually a public right of way across the fields, old boy. I, I was here in record time this morning. Derek oh, that's Bell's what it is. amazing shortcuts. Tonight on Channel Four. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That would be actually worth watching. Yeah. Possibly better than Mike Michael Portillo's another slow, smelly train yeah. journey. <laughs> Michael <Yeah>. Portillo's <laughs> agonizing train journeys. Uh, it's yeah. going to take me at least seven hours to cover this five miles because we're using an incredibly small old train. And I'm as happy as a pig in shit. I went down on the train to um to watch the um, Euro 2020 final. Oh, was this in your, your week of going to sporting events that you weren't really interested in? <laughs> this is my week of going to very premium sporting events that I, I'm not hugely enthusiastic of, and I just thought it's a chance for a lifetime. I, was, I, I, I don't know why. I was luckily invited to, to that, um, England v Italy, which is obviously pretty electric, and I was invited to... The, the the bloody Formula One qualifying, which was uh, at Silverstone, which was also really interesting. But yeah, going down on the train to to the footballing, of course, an awful lot of football fans, and no disrespect to football fans, but um, they're the thing that ruins it for me. So, um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but that's the brutal truth. Uh, most football fans seem to be idiotic, and they remove the whole enjoyment of the game. Why I'm not I'm not going to call it a beautiful game because I think I it's not as beautiful as people might think. It's too many false fallings over, but um, the songs on the train were interesting, and I felt a bit bad for some of the old people on the train. There was an old lady sat opposite me, and mm. I don't think she's ever heard language like it <laughs> full full volume, and, and, and a huge amount of morning drinking and terrible choices of of beer for mornings. What? Stella and Bud Ooh. Light. Oh, and you know, oh, the thing what? about thing about Bud Light, as you know, because your your wife's American, you've you've spent some time in the states. Light beer is a false economy. Yeah, like light beer will give you the. I think I've had the worst hangovers on light beer. Oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely appalling. It feels like someone's dropped a ball pain hammer on my temple when I wake up. Why like, is that? What? I don't. You're I don't. Right. Well, it. it it's just. I don't know why, because it's not a stronger beer. No, it's in fact it's usually quite a weak beer, but well, it, it just is, ruins and me. It's piss poor. Mm, I just it ruins me. Bud Light is. I mean, I could see the logic of drinking a, a a lighter, as in not as strong beer, in the morning. You know, ease yourself into it. Um, a morning beer, but yeah. Bud Light is 
filth, you might as well just drink brackish water, I would say. Anyway. <laughs> Bra- I then, love brackish. Brackish I love a bit is of a good brackish. word, isn't it? Brackish is one of my favourite words. It's you know what they you should be? Use it more. You've, just, you've actually th- made me realise that, you know, we have lots of new genres of cars that blend here and there. Yep. A brackish car is probably quite a good way to describe, like, a crossover or maybe a new breed of crossover because brackish is going from fresh to salt water, isn't it? Yes, a brackish. Or am I car. going mad? No, I see what you mean. Is I mean, so brackish, brackish water is, is almost sort of, a, is is the very definition of it. I suppose a crossover, isn't it? Because it's yeah, and there's and different wildlife lives in brackish water areas, as um, many naturalists. I always nearly want to say naturists say. <laughs> Because well, I suppose uh, yes, yeah, so, so, so you get kind of estuarine creatures, don't you? Which I suppose is because they're they're at the confluence of fresh and salt water. Would that count as the brackish, confluence? Fucking confluence. confluence. The Vauxhall confluence. Take your confluence. Oh, I love the Vauxhall confluence. It's fantastic. Um, what would actually happen at a Vauxhall conference if you invited? But that was the name of a football, football league, fans. wasn't it? That was like a lower football league for years. The Vauxhall conference. Yeah, but I'd a Vauxhall like conference would be. <laughs> to go to the Vauxhall Conference. And it's a really sweaty, um, quite stuffy, hot room when there's no windows open. Oh, my God. There's many spreadsheets. All you're allowed is, like, two thimbles full of water, but you've gone in there steaming pissed because it's the Vauxhall Conference. (laughs) A friend of mine has actually been to a Vauxhall Conference. (laughs) Remember a few years ago when Griff Rhys-Jones used to advertise Vauxhalls on the TV and that... That character of a sort of professor in underpants for some reason. Oh yeah. So I do. Vauxhall got a bit carried away and decided they wanted Griff Reese Jones to appear live at their dealer conference um, and do a little on stage bit of blah. And a mate of mine used to write for Griff Reese Jones sometimes, and Griff rang him up and went, I've been booked to do this Vauxhall thing, and they want me to do a bit of on-stage blah. Do you want to come over and write something with me? And they'll pay you handsomely for it. They paid him a freaking fortune to do it. and then Really? Yeah, but then he went along to sort of moral support for Griff on stage, um, said it was quite... Moral um, sports. Moral sport. It was quite illuminating. Basically, I imagine if it's a massive Vauxhall, I think it was at the NEC or something, a massive Vauxhall dealer conference, it's going to be a room full of people dressed like Pitbull, isn't it? It's going to be that. And yeah, that's the stuff of nightmares. Um, I, I don't know where we're at with shoes at the moment, with sooty shoes, um, because are we, are, we, are we still at the very pointy phase? Or are we at the more rounded toe? Oh. Or are we at the Chelsea boot? Or are we at the trainer's... Um, sort of acceptably. Oh well, uh, I mean, acceptably not for well. Work. I mean, Pitbull's not going to do trainers. I don't think Pitbull's got very pointy, probably a, an animal skin that's yeah. inappropriate. What not happened pangolins. to those shoes? Those sort of moccasin type shoes, but they had a little metal bar across the the front. <laughs> Whatever happened to those? I mean, they were fucking awful. But I just wonder where, where, when did they? Sort I of think I used to call you? those straw, strawberry fair shoes. If I was, um, oh, Scarborough fair. Scarborough Are fair. You going to Scarborough fair? They look like the sort of shoe that a flute or a no, lute we're in Bristol. Why would I be going to Scarborough? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, um, even in, even though we've invite we've invented cars, just drive from Bristol to Scarborough Fair would take frigging ages. It's just time consuming. There. there must be a fair nearer here. Come on, all the produce Simon would be wilting and, and old. Also, I mean, they they were from New York. Why were they going to Scarborough? It's like <clears> you'd have to. Oh, I'd say loads of people try and get a flight to 
Manchester Airport and then drive in a hire car because <laughs> I don't think there's any flights direct to like Leeds Bradford. So Can you imagine Simon and Garfunkel really stressed out, <laughs> what, trying to do the running logistics. late to get to Scarborough <laughs> Fair, and they're like they've got to be there by six a.m. because when that's when the that's they're, when the fair begins and they're on a they're, they're in a cab on the way, and also the flight annoyingly isn't from JFK; it's from Laguardia, so they've got to go down there. <laughs> They're in the cab on the way, and as they do, one of them just notices a sign in a lovely little sort of New York State town that just says "Fair today," and they're like, "Oh shit, we could have just gone there." But he's got the tickets in his hand; he can't back out now. They've committed to this bit, which is to fly to Yorkshire. Scarborough Fair. Unless I, I, I think they'd get a hire car, and it would be something really confusingly European that they just weren't into. So be... <laughs> Neither of them is confident driving. A Neither manual. of them drive stick. They don't drive stick. And so, so, so Garfunkel sort of politely tries, but then Simon gets aggressive. Is like, listen, we're late. We've got to get on it. Just pushes him out of the way and gets into the pass- the driver's seat. What would it be though? Because what era was that? Was that early seventies? Uh, I think it was sixties, wasn't it? It's not their song. I think it's um, it's it's a, not their song. It's a folk song, isn't it? From, yeah, it's a trad song. So, but they, w- once they agreed to cover it, they also committed to this idea of having to. So sixties, the actual. Film. This is a pain in the ass, then, isn't it? Logistically, Hillman Minks. Hillman Minks. Well, I think just getting there. I reckon they've got to fly from New York, probably what a, the, one of the secondary sort of New York airports to. It's going to be a refueling stop in now Newfoundland, I reckon, <laughs> or maybe it'll make it to like Shannon in Ireland or something. By the time they get annoying. there, they will not give a shit about Scarborough. No, Fair. they, they will stink. Not care. They both stink. They've got that real. <laughs> I had it this morning. I don't know why. I think it's because it's been sort of warm weather. But I put on just to to get out of bed and go downstairs. I, I put on the t-shirt that I've been wearing yesterday, and I went, mm. oh. Smells like I've been on a plane. It had a Did you have plane funk? No, not bo. It's different. Plane funk. Plane funk. You know what I mean? When someone, it's like yeah. you, ever, you ever pick someone up, or you pick your wife up from the airport or something, and they get in the car or whatever, and you just they just smell of plane. It's a it's a distinct yeah, it's, smell. It's not horrible, but it's not it's nice. Sort of ozone-y. It's a bit yeah, ozone-y. musty. Yeah. Simon and Garfunkel are going to be musty as fuck by the time they arrive at. I think Manchester Airport, maybe there would have. I'm not sure there would have been flights from the US to Manchester Airport in the 60s. No, I, I don't think, think there would have been. Heathrow, Unless you were the Who or someone. Or private jet, yeah, but I don't know the Simon Garfunkel had that kind of money back then. So they would have, I think, Heathrow mm. and then Hire Car. Hire Car. Cortina, maybe. Hillman Mink. Oh, yeah, Cortina, right, Mark, yeah. Cortina Mark, Mark II, early yeah. Mark II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of um, um, get Carter spec. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think they could do that. But also, because they don't drive stick, they've got on the A1 um, or, or, or something like that, and they've totally forgotten that it's a four-speed car and they've left it in third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they're too, they're too they're too busy arguing about like which way is it? What we're going to do when we get there? What's our set list? Um, who I, are we supposed to meet? When are we going to meet the mayor? Because obviously there's always a mayor. Yeah, we're going to meet the mayor. mayor. Scarborough's the kind of place that definitely has a mayor, and he definitely has a very big chain. Yeah, and ultimately all of this, all of this for because you know. A half decent fare or market. It starts early. It probably ends early traditionally. Oh shit! Cause yeah, because of, of local produce and stuff. And they get there in the, like the last half hour, where they're practically giving away punnets of rotten strawberries because all the best ones have gone. Yeah, 
and yeah, uh, yeah. the mayor, the mayor's there, just looking quite disappointed. I don't and know. I mean, would they have had strawberries then as well? Depends what time of year it is, isn't it? Much more seasonal back then because they weren't flying strawberries well, those... in from abroad. I would guess it's all local. Well, unless so Simon and Garfunkel had some, they had a rucksack full of them, a satchel full of strawberries. Oh my god! But after what? After twenty-four hours of travelling, that's going to yeah. be awful. Going to be really mushy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Simon's Simon Garfunkel's mushy strawberries. <laughs> but then, it's, I think they get there. Yeah, it's all shutting up, isn't it? Because let's say it's a night flight. They get there in the morning, but then they've got to drive from Heathrow, as you say, in third, because they've forgotten it's a four-speed box on the Corsina. Absolutely, like the push rods are red hot by the time they get to Scarborough. It's a oh, nightmare. it's absolutely. Yeah, they've yeah, used yeah. so much fuel as well because they're driving in not top gear. And so they've had to stop for fuel. <laughs> they're absolutely astonished by the price of petrol in the UK. That's <laughs> caused another argument. Off. Yeah, they think they're being ripped off. So they're in a bit of a... It's put them in an even worse mood. And they get there and all that's left is like potatoes. <laughs> they want to know where the hamburgers are. It's like, we don't do those we here. Don't have, no, we, we don't. No, we don't have... No, not that kind of thing. No, I'm sorry, we don't. No. It's... They... I think also, they were hoping for sort of... You know, to get some musical inspiration, they were hoping there'd be some like madrigals going on and shit. <laughs> and in fact, everyone's gone home. It's like even the Morris dancers and things have gone home. Oh my gosh, the Morris dancers—they are confusing people, aren't they? They are. You know, um, you know. Obviously, Stephen King's it. It's all about the the Pennywise, the clown, and the clown. And no one's ever thought of clowns the same ever since. Mm. Why hasn't there been a horror film involving Morris men? Because it I'd, could work, yeah. unless there has, and I just haven't seen it. Like zombie Morris men, where they use those wooden sticks to beat people. Yeah, they just they just beat them down. In fact, like a, a, another Shaun of the Dead type of um, yeah. Edgar Wright film would work with with fairly undead evil Morris men. Mm. I could see that being a thing. Zombie Morris men, and we'll have two more of from them after the news. <laughs> What's the draw for Morris men? I don't know. I mean, and we we can't go for the cliche of they no. dr- they all drive Morrises, no, but only bad ones because it would be an ITEL, wouldn't it? I mean, it almost would. certainly, yeah, yeah it yeah. would be. And they, and that's I part don't know. Of maybe into um, the guild, maybe uh, you know, a couple of miners, a bit of tr- a bit of tromboning away from the village green afterwards. Hurrah! Um, bloody hell! No, I wonder, I I wonder I what you were thinking. Was. I wonder what you were talking about. You know, um, uh, you see, you know, not that. You know. Um, We've talked before about particularly sort of DSG 
Volkswagen Group cars, the tromboning they can do on it is y- a yes. hard acceleration shift up. <laughs> I heard one yesterday, and it was yeah. from quite far away because it was on the the big road. And about God, it was loud. And but I sort of realised I've started tromboning in sympathy with them now. So I heard this, and I kind of went just to myself in the in the kitchen. Um, thankfully, no one around. But um, I've got to. I think I've got to stop doing that because it's a bit weird. Um, oh, shit. You know what I was going to say, though? When we just been talking about no. Simon and Garfunkel turning up at Scarborough Fair and there's only potatoes left. You know, I remembered last night and I thought, I've, I've got to remind you of this. You know when we were down in Chichester the other week after Goodwood? I, I do. Do you remember we were walking down the street after we'd had our fish and chips in the park? And there was that. Yeah. I think it was a Peugeot 108. And it had... It's got those double cup holders either side of the gear stick. And in each oh, one yes. there was a massive potato. <laughs> Yes, that's right. I don't even know why I looked inside it. I know. But I did because the thing and is, there were two huge like baking sort of potatoes, potatoes you'd really, bake. Yeah, yeah, they were baking potatoes. I couldn't fully enjoy it at the that's time because I desperately needed a wee. But it was only last night I suddenly remembered it, and I was like, God, that was strange, wasn't it? Why, 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 why the potato? That was shortly after um, me f- seeing that house that I've since fallen in love with, just through the pictures. Oh, that mad sixties house, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely want that. It was quite that. cool. It was brilliant. Um, and I, I made a mistake. I wrote on social media that it had six garages, and then I counted them and it had eight. So it's even better. That's got did eight you put garages. It, did you put it on the socials, then, that house? I just I just put it on it, uh, an Instagram story, so it will have since disappeared. But I, I, oh. I can put it on Patreon for people who enjoy this sort of thing uh, to appreciate. But, yeah, it's great. Like a house on semi-stilt, 60s mm. single story with mm. eight single-door garages underneath. Just I, brilliant. I'm going to, I presume that all the garages didn't belong to the house, but it would be... Imagine if they did. I mean, it's got if, if they did all belong to the house, that's got a real kind of crime-fighting vibe to it, hasn't it? You, you live in the it house, has. and there's probably <clears throat> there's a pole that you slide down. Oh, yeah. To go and access one of your eight cars, and you choose the right car for the job. Oh, yeah, it'd be like a... It would be a home county's crime-fighting sleuth who pretty much just looks like Nigel Havers or Richard Maidley. Yes. And, and every single... Because it's like a Batman thing where Batman wears the same outfit... He wears the same outfit, and all eight garage doors, although they've got shonky doors, they're all electric on, on the button, and they're all open, and, and the cars are all the same. And what are they? The cars are all the same? Yeah, so all of his cars are the same. They're just slightly different colours, or sh- no, shades, because colours would be too harsh. They're all different shades of the same colour. What car do you think this crime-fighting Havers slash Maidley spec? And is um, it, this is set in the 60s? No, this is set about, I don't know, just before social media. Let's say 2006, <laughs> so 2004, something like that. That's quite specific. Um, I know. I don't know why I'm being specific. I just thought I'd challenge you. <laughs> yeah, it does. What's he driving? What's he driving? Ooh, Havers. See, it's got to be Havers. Yeah. So suave. But then I'm just, so it probably needs a little bit of power, but it's not too showy, and he has to make sure that he impresses women of a certain age because... That's the Havers way. Well, exactly. So it's got to be an XJS Cabrio, or convertible, actually, uh, the proper convertible. That's just the, the the most Havers car ever made is the Jaguar XJS convertible. That is quite Havers spec. Yeah. By the way, if there's people out of the country who are who are listening, going, "Who's Nigel Havers?" Because I'm not sure he's an internationally known actor. Well, 
But it's quite big in the 80s, 70s, say, 80s. It feels, it feels um, unjust that he's not because he's tremendous. But, um, I mean, he could have been... You could have dropped Havers into the Roger Moore era Bond, couldn't you? He's got that sort of vibe going on. Very suave. Oh, he does. Very he charming. He does, actually. Twinkle in his eye. Cricket jumper over the shoulders. Yeah. Would have taken Bond in quite a different direction, actually, because there'd have been more cricket jumpers over the shoulders and probably less fighting. He'd have just talked his way out of trouble. There would have been less arm-to-arm combat and more throwing of a sort of squash ball at someone's head from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but obviously throwing it really Or a cricket ball, so that's what he'd have Or a cricket ball cricket in the face. Ball. His main Take them down. weaponry was all just cricket-based. Things he'd taken from the pavilion. Well, yeah, because he has an XJS in the boot. He'd have a cricket bat, which is obviously a good weapon. Yeah. He'd have some a croquet set, which could be a good weapon. Yeah. He'd have a gol- golf, because obviously golf, man of a certain age like that. Golf yeah, spec. but I'm also thinking tennis. I think he'd oh, have a tennis uh, yeah, racket, yeah. a tennis ball, so and for squash. a less aggressive takedown. You know, like sort of how the police in some countries can use Real bullets or rubber bullets, just to sort of take people down. That's like Havers. He's got yeah. the cricket ball. If he, you know, he's really got to kill someone, yeah. basically. But then yeah. a tennis ball. If he just needs to bop them on the head to send a warning shot, you know, it's like that's Havers' version of rubber bullets. <laughs> but I'm thinking that's it. So his his arsenal, I would say. I mean, I take your point about the golf, but the golf clubs are going to take up a lot of room in the boot of the XJS, and he probably needs some other gadgets. So I think his 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 sort of his holy trinity of weaponry is all based around tennis, croquet and cricket. Yeah, maybe and squash, yeah. He wears yeah, maybe squash. And he wears a lot of white clothing as a result. Yes. So really the only so- way you can neutralize him is with uh, tomato juice or a leaky biro. Those are sort of his nemeses that he, you know, if you were blowfelt or something. If you stamped on a sachet of HP... Oh, my God, he'd run a mile. He'd have to absolutely (laughs) leg it from the room and regroup and think about his strategy, but he he couldn't risk staining. He drives through town, and he's listening to TalkSport quite loudly. (laughs) Um, What? Do you know what I mean? So it's not music. He's not telling everyone, oh, I absolutely love listening to, uh, I don't know, insert name of... I love Rod Stewart. I've got a load of Rod Stewart being played and the faces. I love it. No, He's listening to talk sport, but it's of a very uh, soft, soft, relaxing sport. Let's say golf. So it's live commentating on golf. So it's never aggressive. It's never too shouty. Yeah, I suppose he's one of those people who have the test match on, wouldn't he, on um, Radio 4 Long Wave? You'd have the test match. And then he'd, he'd pull Even up Even if there's the, a um, car chase situation, oh, the yeah. test match would still be on. And they always go on for like six days or something, don't they? So he's sort of, he'd be. He'd be told that the villain was about to launch the missiles at the royal family or something, and he'd be like, "Oh, the royal just, family! Oh, they, oh, they, oh, you bastard! I, I just, I, I feel like they're about to get a century here, and I just, I'll, could you just give me a minute?" And he's just sitting in his car with the engine running, with Test Match Special playing, where they're wittering on about cake for some reason, and um, uh, uh, he doesn't actually solve the crime at all, but. It's funny, actually, James Bond. In no James Bond movie does Bond get distracted and start talking about music. And it feels like that's not realistic. No, I'd like that. Havers would do that. Havers would do that. Oh, um, I I know we talked a lot about cars last podcast, didn't mm. we? Like real cars. Well, we're making amends Just... for that now, so it's okay for people who... We are, are making amends. I, I, um, I've... 
I actually f- to our old email address. Um, I, I've, I've, we've had we've had a couple of emails, and, and one of them I thought was quite cool from a chap called Austin Keith, um, which sounds like a brilliant country singer name. I <laughs> know oh, it's, it's actually Keith Austin. Sorry, I do apologise, Keith. Um, still a good country singer name, though. It's still a good one. But he said, um, Johnny Richard, I have a reoccurring daydream of going to Rolls Royce Bespoke and commissioning an understated ghost, something ever so special that you can park at Tesco without being ridiculed. I'm not sure people get ridiculed for... But anyway, mm. how far do you think you could go with the de-badging, de-grilling, de-mascotting and maybe 16-inch steels without the hubcaps? Would they look <laughs> ridiculous? What would the optimum paint be? Is a Ghost the best model to try this with? And have you ever heard anyone attempt this with a Rolls-Royce or anything else? No answer required. I realise the answer is probably just buy a Sandero anyway. <laughs> I'll keep. I'll carry on daydreaming. Thanks and best wishes. Um, Keith, I think you're onto something. Um, the Rolls-Royce Recession spec, I think, is yeah. a great idea. So it's someone that can yeah. still afford a brand-new Rolls-Royce, but they don't really want everyone to know that it's brand-new. Yeah. So you order it, and I think, yeah, there's a couple of companies out there right now, um, I think one of them being Image Wheels, and there's a couple of other sort of um, good-quality manufacturers who make a, v- a forged or a beautiful billet alloy wheel that looks like a steel. Really? For- yeah, for some classics. Oh, yeah, they're incredible. They're expensive, and they're right down the street of the sort of classic Porsche owner who wants to spend a lot of money on a high-quality item that looks like it's not worth much. I'm just looking at this website. and um, Image wheels have been around for years. It's, um, it's, I'm not on commission. No, it's good, but, though. Um, Is this where no, it's pretty, Ian Callum has got that uh, Jaguar XJC that you... Uh, went in with him when you did your idle chat for the late break show. Correct, and that is yes. that where he got those wheels on it because they're sort of D type style, right. but they're big, yeah. aren't they? They look bigger than they would have been at the time. That's right. They're eighteens, I think. Are they? I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we're just hitting this this time in the world now where people who want to modify or resto mod instead of being too showy, they're almost proud to spend more money on a higher quality thing that doesn't look high quality. It's this weird... Yeah. And I, I know mean, the, the, the the VW guys and maybe the, the classic 911 guys have been into it for a while, but yeah. I love the idea of, like 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 Keith has said, would you, would you put a Rolls Ghost, bearing in mind the Ghost is the entry-level Rolls, would you stick it on steels or would you stick it on steel look... Mm. wheels but they're actually these sort of their billet alloy wheels to look like um a kind of space saver yeah um rolls space saver uh with no with no with no center caps i think it's a great idea or you could have one made which looks like you've put a space saver on in a rush but you've never got around to actually ever changing it quite like that idea i so you just look like a busy rolls owner who's a bit lazy <laughs> I mean, I think that's the thing. You don't want to go down the sort of comedy rat look, like deliberately sort of scruffing up an old car. I think this is about underplaying it, isn't it? So This is Rolls-Royce radar. Rolls-Royce under the radar, isn't it? I discovered, um, for no apparent reason, the way that they disguised the early prototypes of the Mercedes 190 back in the late 70s. because It was quite a big deal for Merck to be making a compact saloon. So the early cars didn't have the Merck grille. They had a different front end with just very plain 
square or rectangular light and then just a horizontal black plastic slatted grill totally plain oh. and then they put ford granada wheel trims on them and i think they used to register them in cologne rather than stuttgart so that people at a glance would think it was some ford they didn't recognize faults yeah well, it's germany isn't it so faults but um they, that's a very interesting thing to do but like it really that. it's amazing because you look at it and looking at it now you know what a 190 looks like you go oh look that's a merc 190 but without the mercedes grill it totally sort yeah. of downplays it so i'm thinking along those lines with the, with the ghosts take out the merc so take out the rolls grill yeah and Did you put a Skoda one on? You know the ones that looks like the big black plastic grate. For I just a think you could totally sort of. Uh, I think even like nothing sort of brand specific, just as bland as you can, if that's your aim to downplay it. But the thing about that ghost, but is, then, but what laser cut out of aircraft aluminium? Obviously, yeah. And the just way then that bla- just then black. Who are those people in the US that do those lovely Land Cruisers? Um, I Icon. Icon. They do all that, don't they? You see that one where they did someone a Chevy Caprice, yeah, like the Aero look Caprice from the nineties, and yeah, they even replaced the generic plastic GM outside door handles with ones made from, I think, aluminium billets, and they looked exactly yeah. the same. But I guess to touch, they were delightfully metallic rather than sort of cheap and plastic. And it's that yeah. kind of vibe you want, where it's like it looks like it could be cheap and plastic, but you know. It cost you nineteen grand or something. <laughs> so that's the thing. Yeah. I think also you look at those new ghosts and the paint finish on them is exquisite. It and that's is. a bit of a giveaway. So you're gonna to have to ask them, rather than you know, their multi coats and multi lacquered, beautifully hand polished finish, could you just get some buckets of like, you know, a Vauxhall non metallic or something? And do it and do it well so it's still a new car, you know, it's just, that's the thing, it's, we're not we're not doing like faux patina well what, a, but. well what about keeping the paint as was and then people have this PPF covering don't they for oh. protection for stone chips Yeah, you could have a PPF put over it but you could ask that there's a, it's a factory second PPF where it's slightly orange peely rather than being dead smooth <laughs> so it looks like the paint job's not been done particularly well but actually it has it's just living underneath underneath the ppf yeah uh maybe do that i think small steel look wheels would be wonderful because um, when i say small steel look wheels they're fabulous they're and they're they're, i know they are rich 16s and 17s and 15s as well it's like just go god what would one of those some of those look like on on various Modern-ish cars. I don't but know. they'd look brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm well into them. Well, it's sort of horses there's, for there's courses a bit, isn't it? Because I think there's somewhere it would, wouldn't quite. You'd need to choose carefully. I notice they can do them with rectangular holes or round holes and all sorts of other things. But um, mm. Mm, yeah, there's a couple of other companies who who make them as well. But um, mm. yeah, it's a thing. It's I'm definitely sure. it's a it's a thing. I think also replacing the bumpers with. Um, what matte black um base unpainted plastic bumpers yeah What's like you that? know like entry level vans have yes yeah yeah most cars don't now do they the dacia sandera no. is about the only one i can think of and, and no, nobody really buys that base model one but um yeah do you know i was following a lovely D- D- dacia duster this morning uh that was uh heavily used mm. and what white which i think is the entry level color yeah 
uh, with the steel wheels and some some roof bars. And honestly, I just wish it had UN written on the doors because it would yeah. have looked proper UN spec, like you're trying to deliver some packages to or just um, I just families have a, in danger. I just have a serial number stenciled on it. Not massive, but just at the top of the front doors, it's just a, a sort of you know inch high set of mysterious numbers and letters with a hyphen in it. So it looks like military ordnance or something. You know, it looks like it's got a it's got a number assigned oh, yeah, to it like because that. it's with a, tire pressures stenciled on the tops of oh, the arches. Yeah, I might do that as well because that's very sort of commercial military spec. They yeah. like a bit of that, and the towing eye arrow, and maybe. You could have like just some also some kind of slightly stern warnings in places like on the front of the bonnet, just have quite small letters but stenciled on "Do not slam." Oh yes, and on the tailgate, "Open by hand" and something like that. Just um, well, like the "Don't tread on wings of the Arab military." Yeah, no step. Someone's done that, haven't they? Somebody, at least one person in cars. I'm trying to think who it is. No step. Put no step on the side skirts of a car. Maybe a concept. I forget now. Might have been Aston. No step. No step. No step for you. Um, no, it does. Do you know, it does. It definitely sounds Italian. Yeah. The there's a there's an Instagram account that's been quite quiet recently called Steel Wheel Everything. Is it something like that? Oh yeah, yeah. They, Steel they Wheel Photoshop, Everything. Photoshop. They Photoshop steel wheels onto other cars that don't normally have them, and it's really good fun. Um, you know what this Steel this, Wheel this Everything? Yeah, the good guys. Idea reminds me of though is have you ever been in some countries in Europe? where they're sort of the opposite of Britain. You know, we like, or people here like, a an Audi or a BMW or a Merc particularly, with the biggest, flashiest alloys they can find and as much sort of exterior trimming. So it's like, you know, this reason why S-Line Audis and M, M pack, what are they called now? What are they called? M, M BMWs? What's the, the um, sort of... Um, it's not M. Yeah, what is it? M Sport? It's AMG line. Oh, it's AMG line as well. But that's the thing. All those things play really well over here because it's all about the exterior look as much as anything, isn't it? And then It's and all then, line because Honda have got R line, haven't yes. they? For, if you want a Civic Type R look, but not the Type R. Yeah. And actually, Volkswagen now have R line, don't they? Where it's like it's a bit of a sportier look for non sporty golfs and things. Um, but if you go to somewhere like Luxembourg, Certainly used to be the case. I haven't been there for years, but you'd see, uh, say, like a five series, and it'd be on steelies, probably because they were the winter tires on it, debatched, yes. and it would look very basic, not not like M Sport pack or anything like that, just real kind of standard low spec looking from the outside. But inside, it would have like full leather and all the trimmings, and it's a different mentality. Yes, it's like it outside, is. it is none of your business how flashy my car is. That- that's right. Inside, this is for me. It's all mine. It's affluent foreign market spec that you don't yeah. entirely understand. I love all that. Well, <laughs> I used to very much, spec. I did. I used to really enjoy walking around Geneva every time I went to the Geneva. Oh, market Geneva's the night good before. for that. Yeah. And Geneva spec cars are right out there compared to most markets, aren't they? Yeah. You got some very odd decisions uh, made automotively, but I, but I do like it. It's, it's fa- fascinating for people in our line of work. But yeah, I'm I'm all for the um, the steel look wheel. So that answers Keith Austin from Siren Sester's um, question. Someone else has written in. I thought I just mentioned it's only a short letter. Ben Stokes, not the one that does cricket. Um, hi chaps, wanted to say thanks for keeping this professional window cleaner in brackets fully logoed, amused every Monday morning. <laughs> no worries, Ben. Um, also, the Tutankhamun, 
Tutankhamooning reference made me lull. I pictured lads, 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 hairy butt cheeks pressed up against the inside of an overladen Folds Focus ST driving around the <laughs> ring road tooting for attention. Of course, the Holy Grail being a coach full of wrinkly people, <laughs> coach full of wrinkly people, most of whom would have turned away disgusted except for one lady at the back fumbling with her smartphone to get some pictures. <laughs> Love the pod. <laughs> Love the pod. Carry on the good work on on and all that on the on that side of things. Um, ben Ben Stokes. Well, thank you, Ben. Yeah, the Thanks, car ben. mooning. Yeah, mooning car mooning. It's definitely um, in danger of of extinction. I would say, uh, rightly or wrongly. Yeah, um, I guess so. Well, I mean, it's hard to get a true read because we're in different times. But yeah, uh, your classic different coach times. full of lads, lads, lads would have been prime mooning territory, and you just sort of don't see it so much but that's because there aren't so many people going around by coach at the moment i don't know when we hopefully get back to a little more of our previous lives um we'll have to keep a close eye out on coaches on motorways for arse revealing activities but um (laughs) i'd like to know what i would actually like to go to um something like le mans with you actually camping in the real world Mm. because i'm I'm really i do miss the I, I, the Renault Five engine on a pallet being being redlined into the early hours with a bloke usually wearing a Viking helmet or something like yeah. that and smoking a cigarette and uh, not being bored, not being bored of it. Yeah. So it's five hours in, glowing engine that's just hopping around on a pallet. And- oh, bloody hell! You know we've talked before about um, Amazon and other package delivery people and the vans and the you know classic handbrake on before it stopped moving and all that mm-hmm. yesterday three clicks on for the soft for the soft break yeah <laughs> but you know it will break yeah it will uh so yesterday i was at the back of our house and i could hear a a beat you know a, a bass drum basically was it stellantis coming up your road it was yeah it's got a float <laughs> it's got a float with a was it's it the stellantis a, annual carnival you totally i can't forgot. remember now um but anyway, yeah, no, there was a, there was a, and I was like, and it, but it went on for a bit long, and I was like, who the fuck is pumping music like that? So I went to the front of the house, front window, had to look out, just in time to catch the source of the music, which was a Luton van, not just a, a regular Luton, but a train oh, Luton, Luton. All the windows down, obviously. A heavily bearded man was aggressively reversing it down my street. He'd obviously <laughs> been doing a drop off. Windows down, music pumping. But then he was looking at his phone and he'd got a cigarette hanging from his mouth while he was aggressively reversing. And I was like... Looking at your phone whilst aggressively reversing a He'd got his phone in one hand, which is why he couldn't hold the tab, which was just held between his lips, because he was obviously having to do steering with the other hand. But he was looking at his phone. I guess he's looking at his next drop-off or whatever. But he was also reversing at a speed greater than I would have advised in the circumstances. Because you know my street's quite narrow. And then it he absolutely slung it round into the street opposite to do a, a do a turn, and then he was off. <laughs> he was listening to. There's no doubt he was listening to Stellantis. But I was kind of you know when you see people driving and you both go you twat, but on the other hand, fair play because you got away with that. That was quite impressive. It was it was one of those. Um, I know we're redoing letters this week or anything, but I did want to just bring up um, well one thing that I've made a. A note of is a, a chap called Jason. Uh, his Twitter handle is Lanky Legohead, who um, was 
was sent us a, a Twitter thing about the um, 4D plates that we um, were talking about the other week, and um, which we agreed we both hate. Uh, Jason says, not only do they look awful, they have names like 4D, four-dimensional, can I hear them? Best way to deter their use isn't fines, it's giving them to all registered sex offenders so people know when they've moved into a neighbourhood. <laughs> Suddenly they'll start disappearing. Excellent idea, Do you idea, know that's Jason. a really... A, a private pedo plate, I think, is a pedo fantastic plates. idea. I think that's the thing, we just go, oh, you see you've We've, um, got pedo plates in your Audi. Of what? Did you not know? They give them to all registered sex offenders. Oh, my God. Uh, I've got to go down to PlateSmart. I, no, I think that's brilliant. It's, it's instead of they'll say, look, we, we're not interested in you having an ankle bracelet. or And when I say an ankle bracelet, I don't mean a piece of jewellery. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, a tracking device. Yeah, just put some special plates on. Well, electric cars are getting these green plates, right yeah. or wrongly. Yeah. Um, if you're a bellend, you've got 3D plates. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, why not? I think, I think, yeah. and also fly, fly fly tipping. There should be something. We've got we've got to make a stand against fly tipping. I saw an awful lot of it a couple of days ago. Yeah, and not actually happening, but yeah, yeah. And actually, I was going round a roundabout with my daughter in the car, and we, you know, when you go round a roundabout at sort of the same time as another car, and it feels like you're in a race situation, <laughs> even though you're not. Yeah, we, and we weren't we weren't racing or anything. Guy in an Audi tinted windows didn't know it was a guy until the the passenger window or the driver's window came down and just threw like broad daylight mm. through a full takeaway wrap, wrapper out oh. so an empty drink an empty burger thing no, and a, no. a, some 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 hand wipes and stuff and i was i was instantly furious if my door if my daughter hadn't been in the car i would have given chase m- I might have done. I don't. I don't entirely know how it would have panned out. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You suddenly find out that they're like an MMA champion or something. But it's nice to think that you could. And MMA never wins over a camera phone, though, Rich. You know that. True. But then I don't know. No, it's just. I mean, there's no excuse for that, is it? There's there's kind of. They should be caught and then made to stand against a wall while Nigel Havers whacks cricket balls at them for twenty minutes. Oh yeah, cricket nets. You should go in a cricket yes, practice you've got to net stand in wearing a nothing but a, a, a poser pouch. So you, you, you know, get one of those, bowled at yeah, by, by Ben Stokes. Wearing Chippendales-related outfits. Um, I think that's a great idea. I was going to say you have to have a special per- personal plate or something if you're a, you know, a fly tipper. Yeah, I think so. But I think, that's, I think that's, that's the paedophile reasonable. one's probably a more logical approach. That one's a convicted paedophile yeah well no it has to be based on conviction otherwise that's just mob rule isn't it but um yes quite uh anyway well on that slightly right-wing note let's um let's bring bring this (laughs) all down through the gears um (laughs) uh because i have uh, three things to tell you but they're slightly different this week because one johnny has a solo youtube channel called the late break show but it's also going to be a live show yes this is your cue to do a bit of plugging Okay, well, rightly or wrongly, um, we've decided to do a um, an event, a one-day event, 7th of August, and the first one's going to be in Kent. Yes. And um, and I'm, yeah, in, in the middle of nowhere, actually, in Kent, but it's, it's a car vehicle-based show, and we'd love you to come. Um, we are going to do a live Smith & Sniff there with Rich. Hello. Um, and... 
Hello, Rich. Hi. And, um, yeah, so go to um, the website, which is uh, thelatebreakshow.com, I think forward slash tour, or you might be able to do forward slash Kent, because this is the specifically Kent one. If we manage to put on the first show and it's not awful, we're intending to do others um, in different regions. But it would be great to have some people there and a variety of cars and some live chit-chat. So... Feel free to get involved. There we go. Thank 7th of August in Kent. Uh, get your tickets Kent. now. Uh, sandwich, what actually. else do I have to tell you? Second thing I'll tell you is that I've written loads of books. Um, one of them is called And On That Bombshell, which is uh, my account of working on the Clarkson, Hammond and May era Top Gear from 2002 to 2015. It's available in all good bookshops, probably some terrible ones and probably a lot of charity shops these days but or you could get it online um it's available as a paperback a hardback or an ebook or as an audiobook read by somebody else is it is it um, read by someone else yeah because they said um we're going to do an audiobook and i went oh right do i have to read it and they went oh no don't worry we'll get an actor to do it because it's really hard work and i was a bit like no i think i could do it but then so i went around i went down to the studio and i read out the introduction and the sort of end matter of the book and i'll be honest it is quite exhausting <laughs> oh it like, is exhausting you've got to get the tempo right and the, and the intonation and stuff and then this this actor uh, chap who oh, did it's it very was hard. really good at it so i left him to it um and so yeah so hang on not, you've it's not me the only you, weird thing is because it's a kind of personal account it is a bit strange that he's saying i did this i did that and it's not actually him but that's fine i think is you suspend your disbelief you're there. okay with that but i pop up at the beginning and sort of read out the intro if, if it's so you've written on that bombshell because of your top gear era um time which mm. is great mm. If if Smith and Siv ever got to a point where it was worthy of a book, could we call it on that side of things? Oh, uh, I, uh, that's the only title. That it's the possible. only title, isn't it? Yeah. And I do a foreword by um, John, the non the non stop talking oh to electrician. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I need to in some way or other reverse engineer a book called On That Side of Things anyway at some point. Oh, so it's, gosh. It's a good title. Um, that, anyway, oh, side, the, the yeah. third thing I've got to tell you is that um, the uh, singer Tanita Tickerham is the great niece of Samotti Tickerham, who was the world's longest-serving national ombudsman. Are you joking? No, he was uh, appointed in 1972 as the first ombudsman of an independent Fiji and only retired in 1987, making him the world's longest-serving national ombudsman. And I only, I only put this fact in because I like saying the word ombudsman. Ombudsman. We've yeah, we've been. It's funny because I call my daughter Ticker um, because, well, my son when he was growing up couldn't say her name properly and just ended up calling her something completely different. And we've, we all now call her that. So. And at what point do you phase out those childhood nicknames? It's teenage years, isn't it, when they kind of resent them a bit? But it's quite, I find them quite endearing. I, well, call, I call our daughter something that's not entirely her name or indeed anything like it. No, I don't know. I might just keep going and be the... She's about to start secondary school in September. She's going to think I'm a complete twat quite yeah. soon, I think. So I don't know whether it's... You, you try not to give them ammunition to really hate you or just accept that there's going to be a period when they really hate you because they're teenagers. It's hard to know, isn't it? But... Um, they don't, re- they don't really It weather veins between Daddy yeah. don't come near me to just as I'm tucking her up in bed she'll say I miss it when we go on our bike rides together and it's like you've not wanted uh, to go on a bike ride for half a year uh, and you keep anyway. Oh, anyway that was an emotional way to end things wasn't it well there yeah. we go I thanks for listening everybody and if you're a patron you support this podcast through Patreon thank you um, ever so much yes um, thank you and if we justify our existence to our wives it really does. And if you've got anything to say to us, uh, say it to our faces uh, by writing to hello at smithandsniff.com. 
we do read all your emails. Um, it just might seem like we don't because you don't get a reply straight away, but we, we, we do our best to reply. Just know that our best isn't really good. But you'll know that because you've just been listening to this podcast and you can hear another one same time next week. Until then, thank you ever so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Did you hear my stomach rumbling? It's really loud. I thought, yes, I did, actually. I thought it was, um, I thought it was a plane going. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.